Pelotero Pickle, episode 88. The Cincinnati Reds are terrible. Shohei is the best baseball player ever, and Ronald Acuna hit a homer and fell down. We talk about it a bunch. Check it out. Pelotero Pickle, episode 88. Joining me as always is Chris Colabello. I'm Bobby Tewksbury. Before we get started, a reminder, send us emails, pickle at pelotero.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, or you can hit us up on Twitter, at Pelotero Pickle. It's Monday morning. Chris, how you doing? You're so good at the intro now. You practiced. You're just, wow. It took like 84 episodes, but we're there. We got there. Yeah, you did it. You're home. Can you tell me? Where, can you tell me about the shirt you got on. Is that a? Is that a jacket? Yeah, it's a f- pullover. You've seen this before. It's a nice Nike golf jacket, and it's. Is it? Over. Is it like a water nice. repellent? What's going on there? Maybe. No, no, no. It's just. Uh, it's got a little shimmer with the lights you got on. Yeah, but it's a good. It's just a good color. It's, it's like a salmon looking. No, like, like it's a dark it's salmon. A, it's a red. It's red. It's it, it's just the the. I'm well lit right now, you know? Yeah. I'm lit. Good job. Any, uh, I don't think we have anything to talk about with hair this week. Any, uh, anything fun from the weekend? Uh, just the UFC. It would have been the greatest UFC pay-per-view of all time if the Namajunas Esperanza fight didn't suck. It literally would have been the greatest card ever. I would have... And that frog in my throat wouldn't have showed up either. Um, the uh, yeah, Thug Rose. I was so disappointed. She lost a fight without fighting. <clears throat> what does that mean? It was literally like the worst fight ever. They didn't do anything for five rounds, basically. In the first round, each fighter threw three punches. Three. Yeah. Were they like grappling or anything? Were they like no nope, wrestling? They around? didn't do anything. So, danced around in a circle. So, so Thug Rose is the champion. Everybody loves her. She's is she's that a real name, very, Thug Rose, or is that a nickname? No, like, it's her. Her nickname is Thug, but they call it's her name's Rose Namajunas, and she's she's the best. And she even she's the best because she walks out to the ring and she goes, "I'm the best," and she has to repeat it to herself. She's incredible, and she was fighting this girl that beat her eight years ago, and oh, she lost the title to her. Is, is her head still shaved? Yeah. So she lost the title to this girl eight years ago. And now Thug Rose is way better than she was eight years ago. She's she's the champion for reason. Um, she's had some epic battles lately, some really good wins, and she's becoming a star. And she was scared of this girl's wrestling because that's how she fights. She's a wrestler. She just tries to get everybody to the ground. And because of that, she didn't go at all. Like she was just waiting for the other girl to shoot, and she did. She only she, she tried. The other girl tried eleven takedowns and was only successful twice. And both times, Rose was back on her feet. But Rose didn't initiate anything. And if she had just punched her a few times, she would have won the fight going away. But she just kind of held back. But it, it's one of those weird fights where you prep for somebody shooting more often and. But I can't, I can't imagine being in the ring and just hearing booze and nothing's happening. Like literally, nothing was happening. Uh, 
that's a weird thing. Does Doug Rose lost? Is that? Yeah, she happened? lost the fight with not with, <clears throat> like nobody fought, and she lost. So she lost because she didn't try to win. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. And then Michael Michael Chandler's knockout of Tony Ferguson was epic. Hit him with a front kick, which nobody knocks anybody out with a front kick. Nobody. It's like the it's the only the, the the announcers even said it was the greatest front kick knockout they've ever seen. He's two foot seven. He doesn't practice front kicks, and he called out Connor, and then Charles Oliveira is a bad man. He beat Gaethje. I was sad. Gaethje's good. A lot of action in around and around and a half about those two fights they took. So if Rose had a good fight, it would have been three really good fights. And when I say probably the best card ever, I just mean. I would have enjoyed it significantly because I really like Michael Chandler. He's my fave. I don't know anything about anybody else. He's a fireball, dude. You just got to watch him. That was what I did this weekend. I watched that, and then that's it. It was bad weather. No golf, nothing. I got nothing for you. Okay. Well, let's get right into topics then. Okay. Topic number one. The Reds barely have more wins than our number one topic. One. They have like five wins. They're not good. They won a two games. I think they have a two game winning streak. Which yeah, is they split a, they split a doubleheader with the Pirates. They're they just they're really them. just not good right now. Our guy Joey Votto, social media darling, is struggling. Uh we talked about it a little bit last week. I had a post about him. I got a decent amount of attention. Struggle bus, man. His uh his last seven games. Good. So last week he was hitting like one fifty, like bad. Last seven games, one for twenty two. Yeah, it ain't it. Forty five batting average is forty five over the last seven. Uh, he went on the COVID list, the Novid list, the figure out your swing list. Hopefully he comes back and he's ready to go. But he's hitting 122 on the season. That's yeah, the Reds just aren't good at baseball. Good. You have to have uh, good players to be good, and they don't have any good players. It's bad. It's bad. They. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to – MLB won't give me the standings link. I'm, I want to pull up the standings. I like doing the – I like doing the small sample size over exaggerations on like who's doing well. There's 17 bad. games out of first place. I yeah, bet. just just completely exaggerating like who's good and who's bad. The Cincinnati Reds are 13 and a half out. They're five and 23. <clears throat> uh, they've won one game, so they're two and eight in their last 10. Just, I mean, it's it's rough. It's rough. It's going to be a long summer. The, I don't. Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't. Their run differential is negative been... 79 so far. They, ha- they haven't been good in a long time. I don't, I don't know why this – whether it's 5-23 and 23 or 8-21 and 21 or whatever, it, it, they, they just suck. Right? So if you stink, then you're going to stink. And it doesn't, doesn't matter at what level of stink you are. This just you're bad. Whether you – I mean, oh, yeah, we won three more. Cool. And slam your head up against the wall one time less that night. I think they had a 90 and losing streak, which is not – this the, is not enjoyable. But it's, I mean, this is like a accurate representation of what the league is right now. If you're not going to be a good team, then you're not going to pay players, and you're just going to let guys take it in the chin and then try to come in last and have a couple good drafts. And it's brutal. It's 
it's a bad product. It's a bad product, man. Yeah. So payroll, let's go. I'm just, payroll 70 million, 60 million, 50 million. I don't, if, if Votto's contract wasn't on the books, what would they be well, they dumped, Didn't they dump Winkler? Who else did they get rid of? Winker. Winker. Winkler. I'm going to call him Winkler. Anybody else? They got they got rid of a few guys. Is Mike Mustaches still on the team? I believe so. Yeah, but he's hurt. He doesn't play. He just steals money. He's doing uh, a good job of that. He's hanging around, hanging around. Get 10 years, man. That's all you got to do. 10 years, a couple $10 million years. You're good. So let's go quickly through the league. Yankees are in first. The Red Sox are in last. A little bit surprising. They're just not scoring runs. They've scored the least runs in the division. And they also have eight blown saves already. <clears throat> not good. That's not a good way to win. Minnesota Twins, Byron Buxton's. The Minnesota Byron Buxton's. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. He's doing it. Suck. He's doing it. Uh, there was an article on Yahoo Sports that was really good. If you didn't read it, just Google Yahoo Byron Buxton. And he's talking about, like, the pitcher's got to come to me now. He went back to the swing that got him drafted, feels good about himself. He's just focused on him. And his whole focus is like, I don't really care who's pitching because they have to throw to me. And that's such yeah. an awesome mindset to have. <laughs> like who, who put it, whoever you want out there. I don't care. Just put stick. He's got to try to get me out. I don't care who it is. He's trying to get me out. I'm not trying to get a hit off him. He's trying to get me out. That so was powerful. the, that was the, one of the, the moments that I, I learned how to play in the big leagues. And, um, one of, my teammates said this to me and he goes, there's like 10 dudes that are good. Everybody else sucks. And when I th started thinking about it like that, I kind of started having the same attitude. It's just, it's really hard to do it in the big leagues because you're worried about everything. And once you get that pizza mind and you just start realizing you're the Did cheese. Did you just say pizza mind? Yeah. And that's because I was going to lead into you're the cheese. But I Got didn't it. actually say pizza mind. I said pizza. It sounded mind. like you said pizza mind. Well, it's because my audio is too clear let's, and I have a juicy no. neck. Let's go there and call it pizza mind when you know you're the cheese. That's a new thing. Yeah. He's got that pizza mind. Trez always used to call me juicy. <laughs> you hear how juicy it is? It's, it's... Not a piece of mind. A pizza mind. That's good. I anyway. Like I like it. But when you get there, man, oof. It's nice. You don't care about anything. You, nobody bothers you. You're just like, oh, you can matter. tell everybody. Minnesota Twins, first place. White Sox, right there. Cleveland, right there. Kansas City, Detroit, no. Angels, really happy about what's happening with the Angels right now. Shohei showing a lot of emotion. They're winning. They're in first place. Houston's right there. Rest of the division, no bueno. Mets, first place. Their pitching is awesome. They get guys I think out. They're just, they're just good. Mets are yeah. good, man. Yeah, they're good. I had that seven-run rally in the ninth the other night. That's pretty cool. It seems like Buck is the right guy for the job. That's yeah, because he's a baseball really, guy. Adam really Jones had a tweet. Like Adam Jones had a tweet up the other day about something uh, about the Mets and how Buck was like a really good person for the job. And some somebody else was in the tweet too, and I and I, my reply was really funny. I thought nobody gave me any love for it. I was like, oh, so good baseballers being involved in baseballing 
is good for the team's baseball or something. I, I somebody needs to look at it. Yeah, it's no. I'll look. I gotta find my reply to that because it was way better than that. But yeah, having a, a baseball dude who knows how to manage humans is awesome for a team that is talented because that's what baseball is about having culture and chemistry and team and it's the same thing over and over again that's my second song two songs today milwaukee's in first place good thing week one of the season we were they sucked they were terrible they were in last place now they're in first place they're good now they were bad before they're good now as opposed to they were good then and good yeah, now. Just like and everybody was reality. sending Garrett Cole to the cleaners, and now he's the best pitcher on the planet again. He's pretty good. Um, St. Louis is right there. Rest of the division, losing record. And then National League West, all above 500. Pretty interesting. The The Arizona Diamondbacks have the second best staff, I think by ERA. I, I was watching MLB Network, and they said something like that. So they have a good pitching staff. Uh which is weird because runs against, they've given up 112 runs. The Dodgers have given up 60 runs. So the Dodgers, really good in terms of the runs against category. Uh, any major surprises with the wins and loss? Uh, to me, the the Red Sox, I, I don't know why I thought they were going to be better than what they're doing right now. The bunch of blown saves doesn't help. But they didn't get any bullpen help, right? Yeah. Well, no, their bullpen's actually kind of solidified, but they don't have a closer. So, by, by the way, my quote exactly on Twitter was, uh, Adam Jones said, D-Rose spot on with Scherzer, Showalter being great impacts. And I said, baseball guys helping baseballers, baseballing helps build a better brand of baseball. Weird. And I don't just mean this sense. That's funny. I thought that was going to get a lot of... I, it's not funny, though, apparently. Anyway. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter's all about simplicity. Like, yeah, but that was funny for me. Let Multiple me talk layers about the thing that matters. Okay. The, the thing that matters. Um, the Red Sox, I've watched quite a bit. They have no ninth inning guy, which the last three outs probably the hardest to get. So just a perfect example. They were beating the Angels 4-3 to three the other night, and Jared Walsh was up. They just walked uh, Trout and Shohei, and they threw him eight straight sliders. And Jake Diekman's got a plus-plus fastball. And I'm sitting there going, at some point, you're probably going to need to throw the heater, right? How, how many sliders in a row can he throw before? He's, and he, he, wasn't, he wasn't off it ever. Let's put it that way. It, it never looked like it fooled him. It was never – and they, they, they tied the game and they gave up seven in extras. Next day, they're winning – or not the next day. They, it was 0-0 against Shohei. And then they give up seven in the seventh. Um, they're not hitting, which is causing a lot of tension, anxiety. And, and, and here's the thing, right? They don't. They have three guys who I consider good hitters: Devers, Bogarts, and uh, Martinez. And that's it. Everybody else kind of stinks. Story, How do you say Bogarts? Eh. Bogarts? Is that what you're saying? Bogarts. Yeah, Alexander Bogarts. Because he's one of the greats. Do you get it? Okay. Yep. Silence. Keep going. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Uh, I, I was over it, but keep going. They they basically replaced Renfro with Jackie. And one of the things I said was, 
as much as Renfro's not, you know, an upper echelon hitter by any stretch of the imagination, at least he's a three run homer, right? He's a threat in your lineup to knock the crap out of one. The bottom third of their order is just, I mean, pretty pedestrian. You look at Vasquez, Arroyo, uh, Jackie Bradley, Dahlbeck, whoever's in there. So it's just a very pedestrian yeah. lower half of the lineup. And so w- when guys like Kike and Story aren't hitting, it's it's going to make it hard to score runs. Now they've they've gotten a bunch of hits. Like they get they they get ten hit nights and nine hit nights, but they're they're not very good with runs in scoring position right now. Um, the other day, the other day against the White Sox, they're up one nothing. They give it up in the ninth tie game, then they get second and third one out, and Bobby Dahlbeck ended up up at bat and ended up striking out, looking swung at two sliders that he shouldn't have swung at, and then took a fastball for strike three. It's just you're you're in one of those funks. Right as an offense altogether, where guys are concerned with their own stuff. Kike's just not been good at all. Um, well, they, just, they have three guys that are hitting right now. Yeah, that's it because they only have three good hitters. That's why. Well, Vertigo is underperforming. He's hitting 212. Enrique, Kike, Hernandez is hitting 176. But he's like Vertigo Trevor Story. Is also Trevor not Story's very hitting good. 194 with no homers. Jackie Bradley. Vertigo's like 280. Ja- but Jackie, Jackie Two oh two. That's yeah. kind of what he is. Bobby Dalbeck hasn't He had taken a month the next and a half step. that was good. He yeah. Not, yeah, has not taken the next step. <clears throat> Christian Vasquez, two seventeen. Just a lot of outs. There's no depth. There's no like you you guys start turning the order over. Um what's his name? Uh the outfielder Jared Duran. Jared Duran Spark plug. Yeah, need him. He's they brought smashing. him up, hit a triple and a walk. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably going to be a guy that needs to be there as a spark, as a because it's one of those things where it's like you you got to start getting the flywheel going. the The pitching is going to feed off better hitting. The hitting is going to make the guys feel comfortable on defense. Better defense can make the pitchers feel good. It's this whole you got to get that thing turned. It's like the 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 trains got to like get yeah. those wheels moving and get some traction, and they're just not there yet. They're nine games under 500, and one of the things you try to do is you, you keep you gotta you gotta keep it within striking distance, right? You can't you can't get 15, 20 games under 500. That's just it's oh, yeah. it's insurmountable. Um, so you need to have a decent week now. In in their defense, they've they've kind of played the teeth of everything. They've played the division a lot. Um, haven't really gotten outside the division. Uh, but then again, you could look at the Braves and be like, oh, well, the Braves are pretty bad right now, and they won the World Series. So it doesn't – April and May don't matter when it comes down to it. You just got to not be anemic. And they're close to anemic. They're not quite there yet. Ten games, you get hot. The other, you, you you don't want to put yourself in a position where you don't control your own destiny, yeah. which – You got to be – you got to be around 500. Bit. You got to be around 500. At the end of July, at the at the, at the trade deadline, basically, if you can get if you can be five hundred at, at the trade deadline, you got a chance. Like a hundred games in, you gotta be five hundred. Yeah, because then you can. Yeah, you win. You go twenty over or ten over at that point. You're in good shape. Um, Yankees are pretty good. Pitching is really good. The Rays are really good because of the Rays. The Twins, I 
felt like they had a lot of good pieces in place. Buxton's just unreal. He's so good. Um, thrilled about the Angels. I need playoff trout. I need it. I'm, so we're do, I'm doing 100 days of trout. I don't know if if all of our listeners haven't aren't aware of it. 100 days of trout. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a journey. There oh was a, there was some discussion about Mike Trout swing on Twitter, and somebody said, uh, I think it's Mike Montgomery. He's a he's a local college coach near me, so I was kind of ribbing him a little bit, and uh, he made a comment about Trout swing. It's like, oh well, that's only one. Have you looked at hundreds of his swings to confirm that that's what's happening? And I said, I'll do a hundred days of Trout. I'll do a hundred in a row. Like, have yeah, let's do it. A hundred days of Trout. Trout needs more pub. He's he's under the radar too much for being one of the best players in the league. So we're doing a hundred days of Trout. I'm gonna post video of Mike Trout for a hundred days. Do you think nice. like at some point he'll talk to me and like no be like what are you doing? I should tag him no. every I've I've done two days so far, I haven't tagged him yet. Go ahead. Why wouldn't you tag him? I think this I think there can be momentum that comes from this. Yeah, I mean he's really good. He also had an over four with four punches the other day, which just for context, it happens to the best hitters on the planet. I don't I don't I don't think I ever punched out four times, but yeah, he went over four with four punches, then came to the field the next day, and he's like, I don't care, and probably got two hits. I've struck out four times, I think twice, and I, re- I remember both nights pretty vividly. There's no, I, two I, nights that I remember. I mean, I, I've definitely done it. I just didn't do it in the big leagues. One of them, I was in uh, the Berkshires against the Dukes. And I fell asleep on the bus like 10 minutes from the field and I woke up and I was so groggy and I just, my, I could, I was like basically asleep and it was the most frustrating game of my life. And then, uh, second time was with the, the Wooster tornadoes, some lefty was pitching and I was concussed and I couldn't see straight and I, I could not hit the ball. He could have thrown anything he wanted. I was not going to make contact. Probably the most scared I've ever been on the field. Second, maybe playing on the field with Sam Fold was like 1A, and then this was 1B because Sam Fold was so fast and strong. He was like Mighty Mouse on the field. And then not being Sam able to Sam kind of looks ball. like Mighty Mouse. Not being able to hit the ball. Like this guy, this lefty was throwing just breaking balls, and I knew he was going to throw a breaking ball, and everything I always knew I could do my whole life wasn't happening. I was I had no chance. Didn't feel good. It's unfortunate. I'm sorry for you. I don't recommend it. I wouldn't have played baseball very long if that happened more. I, I would have been like, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not going to keep playing. I just, I just, I don't, it's weird. Hitting's weird. I don't, there weren't many days where I felt completely helpless. There were definitely days where I felt like I was swimming upstream, but not but never anything compete. like that. You know, how, like some at bats, like no matter what you do, you can't square it up. You foul everything back. You're just like, fighting and fighting just to like square it up like you're just fouling it off like it just it's weird you're asking me it's weird that you're asking me this because i have this very i'm incredibly aware of what's happened in my past like i remember homers from little league that i hit when i was 11 and things like that but i think i have this selective memory for only good moments there are definitely certain punch outs that I remember against certain dudes, but I, 
generally speaking, I only remember the times when I was really good, which is kind of the opposite of poker. You remember, like the guy in Rounders said, you only remember your bad beats when you got... I'm like, nah, dude, I only remember the good ones. I, I always... So this is part of, and I, I think this is part of kind of a good segue into what I think a lot of young hitters experience is really, I, I tried to live up to an expectation of awesomeness. Like I look at years when I hit 350, 360, 370, 380, whatever it was. And I almost feel like I was invincible, right? But I wasn't because hitting 350 is hitting 350 it's not hitting 640 you know what i mean um but in my mind it was like oh i was locked in all the time i never made out so it's weird when you ask me that question i'm like did i have stretches like that and i i certainly remember there were times when i went extended periods of time without being productive at certain years but i don't i don't i try to actively like discard the bad feelings i guess that makes sense yeah it's i don't have a necessarily specific memory of not being able to square it up it's just there's moments where the ball just feels elusive like it's just not there it's not where you think it's going to be and you just like fight and fight and fight and you just can't square it up it's probably like a high spin guy or something like the guy probably just had better action yeah there's some weirdos we out call there. it that Actually, there's just moments where you just, no matter what you did, couldn't square it up. Maybe I'm alone in that. Maybe I'm just weird. No. I, I I, there's one There's one foul ball that just popped in my head for whatever reason. Playing for the Concord Cory Dogs, NECBL. I forget if it was 13 or 14. I think I was throwing gas. And I hit it so, like, I hit a line drive so f just directly to the right. And it felt like I took the ball out of the catcher's mitt. And it was just, it was just straight sideways. And it was awesome. And I, the reason I, that it felt weird because it was the first time I was like, Oh, I have, if I can get to that, I can get to anything. Like I'm okay. As long as I can get to that, like I'm not out. I'm okay. Like I got my barrel to it. It just went sideways. So relax. And Getty used to tell stories like that, or he used to instill that. Like if you can get to the fastball, you're okay. As long as you don't yeah. have to rush. But it was, the, it was, it was one of the first times I ever felt being so late, but then also telling myself like, you don't need to rush. Like yeah. you're okay. It was nice. It was comforting. It I don't even remember what I did in that at bat, but it was more like just don't cheat. As long as you don't cheat, because if I start to cheat to that, I'm screwed. So, but how much of that do you think? If you, if you really just actively didn't care in those moments, and you were just like, "Oh, this happened. I'm gonna fix it." If you didn't, if you didn't panic or get frantic about it, how much easier would it be to overcome that problem? I don't think I panicked or got frantic. So it's I used question. to panic. If I if I like hit a foul ball sideways early in my career, it's just square the ball up sideways over the dugout. I'd be like, oh my god, I'm late. I, I like I, I I used to get really emotional with results. I'm telling you, I it, it, until late in my career, and even then I wasn't great at it. But now, if I took it bats now, I'd be like, yes, foul ball sideways. That's a rocket. I would, I, it would, they would be such victories for me. Like everything would be a victory as opposed to a defeat. Sideways foul balls are the best. They're amazing. Cause then yeah. you just know you have time. You're okay. Uh, let's move on. Ronald Acuna hit a like 450 foot Homer to the right of 
center field, and then he fell down. I thought the swing was awesome. Had a lot of DMs on that one. I did some video stuff. Did a whole little thread with a bunch of players falling down because it's funny. Did not post Adrian Beltre. That's on me. Should have put it there. Got called out for that. But I had Rizzo falling down, Trevor Story. A weird Shohei one where he was like, he was like using his body to get to a pitch and his front foot like fell out. Uh, did you see the swing? Are you, you know which one I'm I did. About? I'm eerily familiar with it. Yes, I've seen it too many times. The uh, I, I was trying to figure out why he fell. I couldn't tell what foot kind of gave out, and it looked like almost both. When I watched that clip, it felt like he was working so hard to not pull off the ball, but still take a full swing. So yeah. lower body, the front leg never locked out. So he stayed bent with the lower the front leg, because that's that's like a a sneaky move in the swing. Not letting your front leg lock out. If you let the front leg lock out, it can make your hips go around and pull you off the ball. It's a so for him, to stay, for him to stay bent with the front leg, but still like really get through the ball, and it just felt like he was holding it so hard. It was an off-speed pitch. So he's a little. He was a little bit out front probably, but still staying through it. And I think he just got off balance a little bit. Front, front foot kind of like fell out from under him. Yeah. Then he went it's down the, and just took his sweet time getting up because he knew he got it. Yeah, and at that point, even if you didn't get it, just take your single or whatever it is. You're probably going to get a double anyway. But, um, yeah, it was a really cool homer because it was his first one. And he's back, and then he hit another one the next day. Um, he's a good player, man. I, I think it's it's exciting to – watch him hit and the things he can do but i want to get back to that front knee thing yeah keep your front knee flexed learn how to create force while keeping your front knee soft all hitters the whole world it's a it's not a bad move it's not a bad move there's a lot of talk about decel to me that's more about partially decel but more direction so if you can yeah but you hold your direction while you decelerate hold yeah it's a great drill, and it'll show up. There's like a term called like a so movement solutions. Have you seen that on Twitter? A lot of people like talking about movement no. solutions, and I'm like, just hit, just like to me, that is doing what you need to do to barrel up the ball. Yeah, it's, it's being hot. like it's a weird thing to be like, oh, we need to train that ball. Like that's a, that type of stuff just happens. In my You're mind. letting your eyes and the barrel dictate how your body moves instead of the other way around instead of letting your body dictate how your eyes and your barrel move like if you're if your only goal is to to square baseballs up and you start from there this this, this is the, the 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 what came first the chicken or the egg you have to start with hit, hit the ball Figure out how to hit the ball, survive. And people are like, oh, you know, you're a really good hitter. I'm like, I wasn't that good for a long time, guys. I, But I just, I, I went back to baseball forever. And then all of a sudden, like, really good things happen. And you learn stuff and you feel things and you see where you can be efficient and effective from. I don't know, whatever. I, yeah, there's, I, I think there's times where I get, I get a little frustrated with, uh, the hitting community, I guess you could say. <clears throat> because like I'm, the one I'm, drill that'll fix your swing? Yeah, you mean? I wasn't going to go there. No, I am. Uh, I'm going to go there all day. I okay. might I might start tweeting on it. No, let me let me finish this. Let me finish this thought. Because 
people like this whole movement solutions thing, like, oh, you got to give hitters solutions. You got to like adjustability is the rule. And I, I don't know if it's my perspective where people, I feel like people assume that I teach like a rigid swing. Like this is how you do it. And I'm like, the whole thing is an adjustment. Every swing is an adjustment and reaction to the pitch. The whole, everything, everything. Like you get on time and then you get on time and everything in the middle of that is variable. Yeah. Which is why there's no singular answer. When people say like, oh, you got to find the movement solution. It's like, just hit, just barrel the ball, do what you need to do to barrel the ball. And yeah, we can talk about technique and keeping the front leg bent is a really cool strategy that you should try to feel. And in a batting cage environment, like, yeah, let me flip a ball out front on the outside corner. That's going to be low. So you have to, maintain that position and drive it yeah that's great but uh, are you not doing that already like are you literally just throwing cookie cutter bp all day every day and that's that you're that's not teaching hitting i don't get it it's frustrating the whole world is convoluted because everything that social media is creating in the hitting community is gives the appearance of a one-stop shop or a simple solution to fix everything and it's i'm sure some people aren't trying to do it but i think this is how dangerous it can be to not be complete in your words because if you're going to put something out in the world right the whole world can see it as soon as you tweet it the whole world literally anybody on the planet can see what you wrote and as soon as you do that as soon as you expose yourself you have to assume that a lot of people are going to see it and you have to assume that a lot of people are gonna take it as some form of gospel. So you need to be very deliberate and explicit in how you say things. And when you just tell the world you have a one, oh, you have a, I have the solution. I have the fix. Well, you're full of shit, dude. Like everybody knows it, but now you've, anybody, anybody that knows the truth knows it, but now you've put that in front of people where now they think, oh, well, this is, this is all I have to do to fix it. That's wrong. It's just wrong. Yeah, we could rant about this for a while. Uh, let's move on to Shohei. He's really good. So he had a he had an outing. I need to pull up the stats. Where are my stats? It was against Boston. Up, he punched out eleven. Seven, I open eight. up all the show notes links, but now I need to find it. He threw a lot of strikes. Yeah, day Got game. It. 81, 81 out of 99 pitches were strikes. Yeah. And then he had, I think he had a couple hits. Strikes. And they were both off the wall, by the way. Yeah. So for, when you've for got singles. a guy, when you've got a guy throwing this many strikes, do you, at what point in the game are you like, all right, this guy's just filling up the zone. I didn't watch the game, so I don't know the breakdown. Were you at this game? No, my wife went. Okay. Um, she gave me the scouting report after. She said Shohei is really good, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, good job, Alan." She goes, good job. "She came, she came home. She goes, oh my god, I got to watch a pitcher hit and be the DH. He was, he was the pitcher and the DH." And I said, "Yeah," and she was like, "Oh my god, he was really good," and I was like, "Yeah." And then Bay Botani, you can watch Bay Botani hit and play and pitch. You know what the great thing about him is is. So obviously he's got size and athleticism, right? Which it starts from there. He 
combines that with intelligence and incredible feel. So he has both those things because his athleticism allows him to do things that he does, but his his feel and his brain are what allow him to be great. I've, ta- I've talked openly about his getting rid of the leg kick. You're looking at a guy who really shouldn't have handled the top of the zone or couldn't handle the top of the zone early, and now he'll turn balls around at the top of the zone. So guess what he's doing? He's playing baseball. And now you you flip that over, and he's doing it on the mound. You know, cutter, and, and the slider's becoming a plus pitch for him, and it's all different shapes, Bobby. It's all different depths and shapes. So he's throwing the, the short one. He's throwing the medium one. He's throwing the big loopy one when he needs it. And he's playing baseball, which is really cool. And I think that's... That's my favorite thing about him. He's literally playing the game, and he's doing it on both sides of the ball, and that's why I look at it and I go, yeah, it's it's greatness at its finest, but it, it's just a kid that's out there playing, which is the best part to me. Yeah, and he's, he's showing emotion, and he's... I don't know if he's just embracing being more comfortable over here with that or if he feels like he's a leader now. <clears throat> but it's it's coming out like fist pumping. He scored the winning run the other day and like had a pretty emotional reaction, which is not typical of the culture that he's coming from. Well, he's it's, shaking it's very that. stoic. He, yeah, stoic. Yeah, he's shaking that mantra or ethos that is Asian baseball, mm. right? Like I think ethos. a lot of yeah, yeah we're doing we're, it. We're we're at, full we're, set, full I'm, sending. Trez, uh, you just stole that from Trez. Okay. No, going. I stole it from humanity. That's <clears throat> you, I you haven't used that word ethos in 88 That's a shows. Lie. You don't we know. Call, I, you, you, we give one call with Trez and he says ethos and then you bring it up. Okay. I said ethos to Trez the week before is what you didn't hear. Okay. Anyway, the okay. whole point is <laughs> so – Every year you've watched this guy get more comfortable. His first year he was not outspoken at all or loud with his game. Second year a little more. Third year, which I think last year was his third year, I want to say. He started getting much more comfortable. You could see the way he was running the bases, stealing bags, playing the game, hitting a homer, his reactions after homer. So it's allowing him to do things that I think he's, he's getting a Americanized, but and, and the great part about it is it's to a, a limited extent, right? Where he, it, it's just very authentic. You can tell it's authentic. It's not over the top. Yeah, very pure. I would say. He's, I mean, crazy, crazy, exciting player. It's unreal what he's able to do on both sides of the ball. Uh, struggling a little bit hitting right now, but we'll see where he ends up. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I got too many links open. Uh, is baseball better with low home run rates? So this is a question posed by producer Patrick. Um, I think it's bad when the expected outcome is wrong. When a guy gets a ball and his whole life it's been a homer, and he gets to first base and it's caught at the warning track and he's like, what, what am I, what's, what game am I playing? Same thing with, uh, when you use technology and you take a swing and it's like, that's clearly wrong. So then like you lose trust in the system when that happens. 
Okay. So I don't. I, I, the home run rate, uh, I'm not really concerned about. If guys are not hitting homers, does that make it better or worse? It makes it what it is. If it's ball manipulation and Major League Baseball sliding in better balls during uh, primetime games, which there's a lot of accusations about that, then that's what it is. Um, pretty messed up. But, guys, there's a lot of numbers right now that are saying the a lot of balls that should be going out are not going out. And when that expected outcome fails, then it's a problem. So – this is I don't know why this became a topic today for me to be engaged in not just on the show I mean like in a couple of facets I put a tweet out about it because it was the second time it's kind of gotten brought up to me if people want to talk about the dead ball era and things like that I I don't quite I I, I don't understand people that don't adjust to change right or as soon as an industry, does something because at the end of the day like you're at the mercy of who puts the balls on the field and let's call a spade a spade major league baseball does whatever they want now and they own and, rawlings right so, so major league baseball controls the ball and it's hypocritical and it's it's messed up the challenge for me is i at what point did we lose sight of the fact that you needed to be good at hitting to be a good hitter and to be considered good, right? So I agree with you about the outcomes thing. Like if you get a ball and you think you got it, but there, there are so many variables, Bobby, that go into all that stuff. So the thing that I pointed out this morning was people want to tell me it's a dead ball, right? We're on pace for way more 450-foot homers than we were last year. And I don't understand how that's how one begat the other or how those two things are, aren't correlated. So last year, there were 96 450-foot-plus homers hit in Major League Baseball. We're less than one-fifth of the way through the season. There have been 20 hit this year. So if you want to talk about a, de- a dead ball, theoretically, should, in- should insinuate that there should be less really far homers hit, right? So, that, I mean, you could go as far as to say the conditions make an impact on it. The elements, it's been a colder spring all across the country. Like, the weather hasn't gotten nice. So is it the ball? Or are they sliding in a dead ball? Maybe. But at the end of the day, dude, your job as a hitter is to figure out how to get on base and score more points than the other team. Yeah, well, there's uh, – like we talked last week, I think, about you hit homer – like, you hit homers on pitch you're supposed to hit homers on. So if you if you were playing right now – in this major league season and you got a ball that for your whole life, your whole professional life has been a homer and you're rounding first thinking you got one and the guy catches it two feet in front of the track, you'd be pissed. And then at what point do you make an adjustment? Because like you got your homer pitch, you put, you put the ball, you put the barrel on the ball the way you needed to, you were on time, you did your job and the equipment failed you. Yeah, but, we're, but I mean, but we're I, at the same time, Bobby. We're implicating that you could recreate the same exact moment in time or outcome. Like, dude, no, you played. A, lo- no, I'm just saying, you 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 hit a ball that you know you got, and it doesn't go over the fence. Yeah, but I don't think that's happening, Bobby. Like, I don't think anybody's getting it, and it's not going. Like, the, dude, balls are going 450 feet. Like, the, nobody's getting a ball, and it's not going out. That's so the, like they're missing, the, and it's not going out. I think there's. If you if you go off of pure data, and I'm not going like there might be spin issues. There was one Donaldson sure. home early. He hit like 115 at 20 something that 
like 99% of the time is a homer and it wasn't even close to a homer. That one, it looked like he top spun. So yeah. like, yeah, top spins it. It's it. I mean, the, the data that I'm seeing that I've seen that's out there is saying the ball's not going as far. So, and but the why, ones that go, but, so explain what, explain my point. I don't, I don't understand. Like I'm, I don't know enough to speak about this, but ex, explain to me just, how there could be more 450 foot homers. I don't, I don't get it. It seems like there's a inconsistency with the ball that's in play. If that's we want to like. talk about, so I, I read a thing. The only thing I'll say is there's more drag on the ball, right? So if you heighten the seams, uh, maybe made the ball a little bit softer, which I felt a big league ball the other day and it felt hard as shit and the same as the one I played with. Um, but if there's more drag on the ball, right? It's Again, it's the ball that you miss in bad elements that doesn't go out and like dude let's call a spade a spade there are plenty of guys that can hit the ball 100 and miss like i, I it's I, I i think you need to get it to be a homer i especially to the to the big part of the field right like and that I, the implication is it's the same ball from 2013 2014 and let me tell you something dude that ball's harder than every other ball that i've ever played with in my life it went way further i hit a ball in bp off the the bottom part of the scoreboard at at Miller Park in Milwaukee, and I I wasn't like a big time power guy. I hit a ball in the fountains to the opposite field in Kansas City. So again, I understand your point of like it should be this like consistent, but at some point it's like saying, okay, well we're going to change the equipment. Like in golf, they change the equipment and guys hit the ball farther now. So does it only have to go upward i, I and again i'm i'm, well, I'm a, just playing devil's there's advocate a governing, yeah else. in golf there's a governing body <clears throat> that the which USA, they're trying to break away from yeah um there has been talk like in nascar they do like the restrictor plate races where the car can only go so fast it's it's a tough dynamic when when the equipment starts getting questioned it's a bad place for the game well the, but the problem is and again if when the reliance becomes on the on the homer, the and the homer's not showing up, then it's a problem. But the, again, it's the same yeah, reason I, why you shouldn't be building your swing around a homer anyway. But exactly, thank you very much. Like it goes back to that original point, and that's the whole. This is the whole. I don't. It, it's literally fascinating to me that how many we, guys are actually doing point. that though. How many guys are actually building their whole game around? Jock Peterson. Joey Do you want Gallo. me to go further than that? Joey Gallo. You want yeah, to keep, keep going? going. We, yeah. keep, we, we can go further down the line. Brandon Lau. Mike Zanino. Um, let's keep going. Come on. I, I just have to think. I have to get creative and think. Framil Reyes. Um, I, I, you're catching me on the spot here, but like we can go. I, I, I can make a Actually, list a, for next I show. A, I have a, all the players pulled up. Because I wanted to talk about this post show, but we can do it now. All the players with more than fifty at bats and no homers. Some weird names on the list. Marcus Simeon, one of them. Does he have no homers right now? Correct. Yeah, because he cuts everything. He doesn't get through the ball. So Cabrian Hayes, hundred three at bats, no homers. Hitting three twenty though, or something like that. Three eighteen. Yep. Uh, Didi Gregorius should probably have a homer. Jason Hayward should probably be a homer. No, he averages There's like sixteen names. a year. Chris Bryant was on this list the other day. Uh, Trevor Story, 
No homers. It also uh, swinging at sliders on the block, but that's Semyon, Randy Arozarena. A Rosa real deal. He, 117. Swings, he swings too flat, he too hit, VBA. He had 42 homers in 16 at-bats in the playoffs. Now he's got zero homers in 117 played. Yeah, because Randy just blacks out and tries to hit the ball as hard as he can. He doesn't care what direction it goes. Luke Voigt. Yeah, Uli How many at-bats Voigt have? 45? 54. Yeah. I flip it around. Kid, kid, what a... Yuli Gurriel. Chris Bryant. Lorenzo Bryant's Kane. hurt. Locaine's not the same player. He's hitting like ninth or not playing for them. Still, still. Uh, AJ Pollock, 54. He's at a hamstring. Uh, and Joey Votto. But yeah, Joey Votto's blacked out. I mean, he's. It's a lot of, he's, a lot of guys to not have a homer through 50 plus at bats. Uh, okay. But I guarantee if you went and did this next year, there'd be a bunch of different names that you'd look at and be like, oh my God, I don't. He's. Guys, start good, start bad. Listen, I don't, I don't get to pick what people are talking about. People are talking about it, so we're talking about it. It's a topic in the game. The ball's, a, the ball's probably affecting the game, and the ball more than anything is probably affecting people's psyche, just like a lot of things are. You can't, we can't make blanket statements and say, "Oh, Mark Simeon's not hitting because of the ball, or he's not hitting homers." Like that's a notoriously like the the thing I'll say about Simeon is he's like a a high pull side fly ball guy, right? He hits 37 degree fly balls to left field and he spins the ball. He cuts it. He doesn't get through baseballs because he doesn't hit the ball to right center field. Like, dude, I'm telling you, if you get through a baseball, it don't matter how much drag spin dead, whatever. Like it's going. Byron Buxton hit a ball 742 feet the other day because he's the best player on earth. I just like, it's the, 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 the supposed dead ball is probably going to make you have to get through baseballs more than you're used to. And, oh, by the way, Simeon's also playing in a new park. Oh, by the way, Baltimore put up a ridiculous wall. What do they like, do? Why did, we there's talked just about a lot of week. weird things doing. What are they doing? 398 with a 15, 20-foot wall, whatever it is? Crazy. Oh. All right, we got some quick hits. Madison Bumgarner, what an awkward situation. Dambolino's a weird cat, man. That's why. A, that was a pretty... It's a pretty uncomfortable situation. Bellino was, was like massaging his hand. But that was a guy that was taking advantage of a situation of knowing he's got no punishment coming his way. He, he knew he's not going to get in trouble. So he's yeah. there baiting. He was baiting Bumgarner. And like, there was that, it was, you, we can go down some, some dark historical stuff that's happened in our country to that's what it felt like I was watching in some ways. That's a little dramatic, but this was like, this was the epitome of somebody treating somebody else very improperly, knowing that they weren't going to get punished for it. it sucked. Well, he, it here's sucked the funny in the past thing. here. Is and it's bum garner. So we have to, can we just be more matter of fact in this world about the fact that people are going to judge you based on, and whatever it is, you're going to get judged based on your actions or something in your past. It just is what it is. Like Bumgarner's like kind of a pump to umpires. And I'm sure, I'm sure this stemmed from one of the confrontations that Bumgarner had with umpires where he would stare the guy down or be pissed off. And it's fine because he's a competitor and the umpire probably shouldn't take it personal. Bellino's one of those cats that like probably holds a grudge or whatever and thinks, oh, Bumgarner's a dick. Like I'm going to just 
I'm going to massage his hand for 30 seconds. Dude, I'm literally watching some of these umpire hand checks. And the other day, it looked like one of them gave him a high five. It, like, literally, one guy walked by, he went like this, and it was over. And I thought it was funny because what are we even doing? Like, the fact that we're still having these conversations is obnoxious and cumbersome. And I don't know why these things need to turn into topics because they're just literally everything that's wrong with the game. But yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It looked like somebody that was baiting somebody else. And 100%. But Bolino's weird, man. He's a weird conversation. I'm telling you, I had. He had a situation with Jose, with Joey Bats. He's were a you, weird were you there dude. He's a weird dude, bro. Like, he's just a strange conversation. He's, like, very... He was umpiring first base in the in the situation with the throwback to the to the pitcher. And when when Russell hit Shinsu Chu's bat, and I remember I got back to first right before the, the play was going to start happening, and he kept saying to me as we were walking, he's like, it's got to be intentional, Chris. Like, there's no, there was no intent on his part. I said, okay, Dan. I was like, explain something to me. And I, I need to understand this. So if Shinsu Chu stood in the box and he just looked at the pitcher, but he just went like this as the catcher was getting ready to throw the ball, I said, Does, is that not intentional? Because he's not looking. He's like, well, he wasn't looking at him. And I, I damn, what are we talking about? Like, if I put my arms out in front of the catcher. But this was a Dambolino conversation. So you have to understand, like, and, and he was needed, like, well, that's not. They just needed to call a dead ball for that play. It had to be a dead ball because it wasn't intentional, but he obstructed the throw. So, like, something needs to happen. Anyway. The point is, <laughs> Dan Bellino, it's very interesting conversation to me. And that's probably why he massaged Bumgarner's hand for a good 30 seconds. It was so awkward. He was, like, staring at Bumgarner. And Bumgarner's, like, looking down. And then he, he like, looked up to see what was going on and, like, immediately looked, looked down, not realizing. And then... You could see in Bumgarner's head, like he looked up as he was looking back down, it processed what was happening. And then he looked back up with like fire coming out of his eyes. Like he was going to, I mean, there, he did issue a statement like through ESPN, through the MLBPA. It was weird. Bumgarner, to his credit, was like, you don't owe me an apology. You owe my teammates an apology. Like yeah, you forced the, them to work the hard. The had to come yeah. in. Which I thought was good for him. Yeah. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, really fast. So And also blue hair. Yep. <clears throat> so he was on second base, ball deep in the hole, short. He rounded third and scored on a – it was a ground ball. It was deep in the hole and, like, backhand jump throw type play. Just kept running. Just keep running. It's a Do great you get the second time. RBI for that? Uh, I would assume so because it's – it's uh, a play was. It's not really a fielder's choice. Yeah, Do you have to be? To be I don't know. Choice. That's a good question. It has to be a fielder's choice because the ball gets a, thrown so to another base, a, which allows you to score. You don't get the second RBI. No way. We need to get like a. We need to ask Twitter about that. No, because if, if, great the shortstop, if the shortstop just held the ball, he wouldn't like he wouldn't have scored. Right? If the shortstop doesn't throw that ball to first, he doesn't score. It whereas a sacrifice fly where the runner scores from second, the the, the play is still being made at the at the plate. You don't get the second RBI. Well, if but Jazz is really fast. What if it's a base hit to right and he tried to throw him out at first? You still don't get the second RBI. 
it it has to be so it we, has to be at the score for... it has to be at the official scorer's discretion that the run would have scored re- independent of the throw of the play being made so like you would have to be scoring regardless of the play that's being made so no you wouldn't get the second RBI but Jazz Chisholm is that, is that he... official I'm, yes. I don't know like I don't I, I know I'm a lot right. of rules about this right but now. scorekeeping Jazz Chisholm is fast as producer Patrick likes to call him the John Morant of baseball and I I agree with that. Patrick does really good comps of NBA players. To yeah, their... multi-sport comps. Yeah, yeah, he'll go like NBA player to big league player. It's interesting. He's good at it. It's Is Jose Ramirez the Nikola Jokic of baseball? It's tough. Body type is like squished down. He's like a my, yeah, down. minus the height. No, but if you look at him, because you, you look at him and you're like, like, oh, this guy's super unassuming, but then he's awesome. Not bad. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm Not bad. done my comps. Uh, Joey Gallo. Just leaning into his inability to hit. I'm trying to pull up my tweet I'm, right now. I'm, if for people that aren't watching, I'm just shovel and I'm making my and chair quote, squeak so people can hear it. And I quote Joey Gallo and Eno Saris' new article. Just get on fucking base. I don't hit for high average. I wish I did, but I know I can get on base. I can walk. I can contribute that way. Just keep End digging, quote. man. End quote. Just keep digging your own grave. You know what helps you get on base? Getting more hits. Just Listen. get more hit. Just try. He had a homer to the left of center in Toronto. And, and I was, was like, oh, awesome. my God. It was, it was, say it. Oh, is it one or two on the I'm year? Gonna I'm going to say it. I, I debated. There's a lot of stuff that I don't share because not. I'm going to. This isn't like I'm not saying this to be egotistical, but I know like people pay attention to what I tweet about, and I don't necessarily like giving away free value to MLB players that they should be whatever, paying for. Whatever. <laughs> Joey Gallo d- go does his bat swirl this way. No, that's the wrong way. He goes he goes the opposite direction. So when he tips out, he gets stuck, and then he just yanks across instead of going like the correct swirl where he'd be creating depth. And if he just switched the direction of his barrel swirl pre-swing, I yep. think it would dramatically change his whole life. And, and right. And because he's, he's get stuck and then he, he's a reverse a, sequence guy. He does what uh, I told you. He does what Parmley used to do. Like they tip out as they should have been like flattening and like they flatten as they should be tipping. And then they tip as they should be flat. It's weird. It's just like, he does his like leg curl tip thing. And like you said, and I think, to your point, that swirl, I agree with you. I said it. I, I was watching the other day talking to somebody. I just want him to swirl the other direction. There's a There was a clip at one point. I have, I, I think it was on Facebook, so I couldn't save it because it's hard to save stuff on Facebook. I should have screen recorded it. But there was a guy talking about rhythm, and he took a chain, and he hooked up the chain from, like, his belt buckle to a wall. It was just like a just a chain just going back. And he was, he was replicating Barry Bond's rhythm. And... He showed the demo of it being wrong. So like he would move, make his hips go forward to like drag the chain forward and then drag it back and then drag it forward then drag it back. And he's like, this is wrong. And he goes, this is what Bonds does. So when the chain was going forward, Bonds was going back. And when the chain was going back, Bonds was going forward. So it was like opposing. All the rhythm was opposing. Gallo does the exact, he does it the wrong way. His rhythm is backwards from what it should be. His barrel swirl yes. is backwards. And he's a big donkey and he hits the ball incredibly hard. And do you know why people, do you know why I'm so obsessed 
with talking about it is because he could be a monster. And, yeah. But to make a statement, like, I don't hit for a high average, like, cool, man. Don't even try. Like, great. Awesome. You're that almost just content. Made, that, I think that, that that made me want to say it now. It I makes now, it like, worse. I want to I want to remove the excuses from his life that he can't hit for average. It's just, dude. But it's it it's this world we live in, man. Where it's like, okay, but we're still gonna pay. Like, oh, cool. Keep giving him a job, and it, like, I hate it, dude. Like, we're not, dude. The game is being built around people who don't play for the right things like who don't play with the intent of being the greatest like talking about having 400 hitters in the big leagues at any given point in time you mean to tell me you can't find the 400 people that combine talent skill and the desire to be the best like more than anybody in the world not a free like what what are we talking but what are we talking about dude like we're talking about 400 hitters if that in the big leagues 375 400 whatever it is and we can't like we're not we're not finding dudes that want to be better. You know I don't I don't get it. Yep. Uh, last last uh, quick hit topic. The Pirates got themselves in a little predicament. Their one of their their backup catcher got tossed, like from the dugout, arguing calls, whatever. Their primary catcher, the guy that was starting, got hurt. So uh, Josh Van Meter. Got the suit up and get behind the plate. Um, first time catching, seems so like 14 or something like that, I think I saw. Here's my question to you. Could you, what would have happened if you had to get behind the dish and try to catch? How I would have panicked. I would have panicked because of my thumb. Because you have to understand, I'd go catch between innings, right? So at a minimum, and I've caught before, at like the Babe Ruth and that level. I definitely would have got the hell out of the way anytime there was a time to block a ball. Um, Just the velocity. Is I would have my intense. my other hand would have stayed behind. Yeah, I, I would have been knee down. I, the I first time I down, and I would have just been like, just yeah. hit, at least at my target. The first time they I scored had to catch, seven runs. The this. first time I had to catch ninety seven was terrifying because it's on you like 97 with spin you're just afraid something's gonna clank you in the chest or yeah, whatever but 97 97 with carry you might miss that might be off the top of the mitt into your but face. that's what but that's what i'm saying it's terrifying it's terrifying that like if you miss there's a chance it's you're getting squared like if he oversinks it one pitch or if he overruns it or cuts it and you just your don't... left thumb is broken for a month that's that what happens. i'm saying I would wear one of the plastic things on my thumb when I when I under the glove, like just the plastic harnesses, so that it, it would kind of harness your thumb in place. And it still sucks. Don't get me wrong; it still sucks to get thumb. Yeah, getting that thumb jammed up as a kid. I used to go when I was coaching travel teams. I used to love the opportunity to run out there and warm up the pitcher. Looked forward to it. Hop out there quick. I got thumbed up one time. My thumb hurt for six weeks. Yeah, if you get over eighty with anybody you can get thumbed if you just catch it wrong if you don't if you don't get the glove turned it's bad if you it was a a lefty i would let my glove i would let my glove fall off as soon as i'd feel the pain in the ball i'd just sweep the ball that way yeah the the issue with mine was a lefty cutter and i didn't know he was throwing a cutter so it just like got on me and then the the glove stunk so basically just drilled my thumb it there was no padding 
It hurts so bad. And it just rah, rah, rah. continued to hurt. What would I do if uh, I had to catch in a game? Panic. Last uh, last topic, post-show. A-Rod is a dork. So his nephew hit a homer in his, I think it was his first at-bat. First game, first at-bat, second at-bat. Either way, hit a homer in his first game. And A-Rod, he, he f- screwed up the phrase, you got to be shitting me. And he said, you got to be horse shitting me, which is hilarious because if you say something's horse shit, that's like bad. And like, he just botched the whole thing. And he said it with so much conviction. We had a little pre-show talk about it. It's just funny. He's such a dork. He's such he a just tries hard. He's a try harder. He was so good at baseball. I don't like try harders. It's weird. It's just I wish you just you can I tell wish... when it's fa- just be re- like just say what's exactly what you're thinking at any given point in time instead of just some forced sentence. And when I mean, he's on like, TV, the forced it feels stuff like an is... act. The the, the best yeah. interview that I ever saw him give was when he did with uh, it was the bar stool with Ortiz. That was the best interview where I felt like he was himself the most. Everything yeah. else feels like he's acting. Because as soon as, but like generally speaking, as soon as he turns the camera on, like he knew he was going to post that thing on social media. So he's like, oh, you, you, you know, you got it. Like you're forcing a sentence. Dude, shut up. Shut up. Just stop. Don't force things. And I love, I love the dude as a player, man. I, I really, I love, love's a strong word. I love Jesus. Has there ever been a worse use of that phrase? Or most, a more, um, inappropriate? It's, it's just wrong. It's like he used the wrong word. Like if he said you got to be shitting me, that's correct. You got to be horse. Yeah, it was me. bad. It's just funny. I as soon as I saw the clip, I'm like, "What are you doing?" Really good player though. It was a it was a forced <laughs> sentence. Yeah, you could play. So good at playing. And how about the other thing about that Not video? Good at talking. It's like uh, it seemed like a like major league debut at a family's house. He hits a homer, and then two people walk in after the fact. They're like, "Oh, what happened? What happened?" That's that's appointment television. If your family members making their major league debut, you're sitting in the seat during his at bats. Period. You go go take a walk, take, let the dog out, go make a sandwich. Sure. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Between or you're bats. at the game, especially you, during. Then he live in Miami. <laughs> during the game, you have to be in your seat watching. Doesn't that dude? Do, doesn't he live in Miami? Was it Ma- Doesn't Miami, he live in Miami or Seattle? He's from Miami. Should be at the game. I don't. Was, know. Did he hit the homer in, in Miami? Just go to the game. Yeah, I, I just thought know. you can't. You can't. Uh, feel like you, if you're watching a family member's major league debut, you gotta be present. You shouldn't be walking into the room asking what happened. You should be jumping up and down, going crazy. Yeah. Because you unless it. you had an emergency bathroom session and you'd be like, no. "Oh my god, tell me what's happening! I don't know." No, even then you're you're, no, you're no, taking you your, your phone in there. You t- you either poop your pants yeah, right. or you take your phone in and you know ah. what's happening. And you're watching. Yeah, I agree. It's just bad etiquette. You can't you you're can't right. skip out on your nephew's first major league game. You got to be watching. If you're not there, that'd be like if you're in the stadium, you'd go get a, a hot dog and a diet coke. During his at bat, what are we doing? You st- you watch the at bats. That's and why do whatever you, time, you need to do. You time your bathroom. Listen, I did it for seventeen years or however long I played. You time up your bathroom trips. You go to the bathroom even when you don't have to go to the bathroom because you know when 
there's a potential of the player coming up to one bat. Of my, and so on and so one forth. of my biggest uh, regrets with your career is I missed your first homer because it was on the West Coast. Yeah, but everybody you missed that because they had to go to bed. You, uh, yeah, it was like extra innings. Were you even in the game when it when the game? No, I didn't the start extras? the game. No. Yeah, so I came in. So I'm eight. checking. I'm checking box scores eight. in the morning, and I'm like, "What? I missed his like it was multiple games in at that point, but you weren't playing. The game went to extras. Missed your first yeah. homer. It's terrible. It happened at three a.m. East it Coast time. Yeah, it was late. Yeah, it was late. Two a.m. It was like the fourteenth inning or something like that. Oppo. Yeah, fourteenth. Whoops. You got the ball Oops. right. Did it's you supposed have to, to be uh, a bunt? Yeah. My first professional homer yeah, was one supposed of my to be a bunt too. One of more nose bats. I, get, I got to give away Joe Mauer and Justin Morneau's stuff. Because they didn't want you your stuff. <laughs> in Seattle, right? Yeah. It was in the Hello Kitty backpack. Yeah, it fell in a Hello Kitty backpack. The girl was, the little girl was like, oh my God, I don't want to give them all away. She's crying. I was like, no, I'll give you whatever you want. You can have everything. I was like, Joe, give me some of your bats. <laughs> My parents weren't stupid. They knew. They didn't want no Chris Colabello bats. What's the, uh, what's your best story for like best... Uh, fan awarded merchandise from a homer. Do you have any good stories on that? Mookie did. Mookie did a cool one, like last year, the year before, where like he got the ball immediately and then threw up his bat into the stands. There's like milestone homers where there's some stories. Do you have any good ones? No, I don't have anything. I'm trying to think. I gotta look around. I, I, have like... I always think it's a cool moment when the when the homer happens and they get the ball back and they throw it in. Then the guy does the fake throw into the stands. To, to throw that to, to be funny I only have f- about five or six balls that are certified I could check those over there who they hit the homer the... was it uh Bobby Witt his first homer the guy threw it in the fountain you see that yeah. sick move what was that he didn't throw it in the fountain on purpose did he I don't know probably maybe I mean it, maybe probably. He, just, he just chucked it in the fountain first over which if you're, it's a Kansas City guy so it's appropriate by the way I just looked it up during the show, Bobby Wood Jr., fastest guy in the big leagues right now. He's quick. He quick. Speed can't stomp that long. Trey Turner, number two. He's fast as well. Um, that's it. I think that's it for the show. You can take us out. We're done. All right, Bobby. Nice job, man. It was good chatting with you today. And uh, pickle out. <laughs> <laughs>